the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions. God, family, and country. It's great to be with you during a truly historic time in our country's history. Transition of power from to a new president, a new presidential administration. And that'll be the primary topic of our program today. Of course, we followed the presidential election very closely on our program. Got a lot of feedback from you. It was always great to hear from you, and it's always great to to be with you every week in this brief time that we have to be together and share and talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. In fact, we started talking about this particular presidential race about a year and a half in advance because I could just see that um, just where the country was, various elements, the, essentially the angst, if you will, by a lot of rank-and-file middle-class citizens uh, upset with the Obama, not only with the Obama administration, but with the way with the, the country was, was going, when being led by people you know who had a, essentially a cultural leftist approach to politics, um, ends justifies the means, demonize your opponent, and you know, before even before that, just dedicated to ultra-liberal, I would say leftist, ideology and leftist policies, um, which include moving away from the concept that America is founded as an exceptional country and that our fundamental values of belief in the individual and understanding that all things begin with God, with our creator, and that our rights as free men and women come directly from our creator and from the concept that, of course, that there is a creator and uh, everything flows flows from there, that this country wasn't founded for the government to dictate to the people, for the people to serve the government. This country was founded on the proposition that the government is to serve the people, which is a truly, truly, truly historic concept in American history, revolutionary concept, and it's revolutionary now. And my point is, you know, I think the people really, <laughs> it's just it's no other way to say it, that run the Democrat Party now, the Clintons, or, or you know, who were running it up until recently, Clintons, Obama, people he surrounded himself with, cabinet people, leaders in his administration, we could go on and on and on, Supreme Court justices, federal judges that they would appoint, uh, rank-and-file members of the Democrat elite establishment don't buy in to traditional American values, God, family, country, um, the concept that, that there is a God, that, that he endows us as individuals with rights, and the purpose of government is to protect those rights. 
I don't think, uh, you know, we, we, I think the leftist philosophy is government is the be all, the end all. You could even say for many left wingers, for liberals, government is their religion. I have a strong belief that government can create a utopian type situation on earth, that government can fix all problems. And of course, as pretty much any close observer knows, the bigger, the more powerful the government, the less individual rights and the less important the individual. And that's that's just, that dynamic is why I you know, am on the right and not on the left. Um, so anyway, this could see this shaping up. I could see that angst out there. Um, of course, you know, rat people on the on the left are very rabid and very energized um, about having control of the government, and certainly weren't going to. They were going to fight like you know everything to keep it. And so, it just you know, could tell it was going to be a very very exciting. If nothing else, that's not even the, the right word, but it, it, it's accurate. But um, truly historic election, and that's what it turned out to be. Even more so than I even anticipated with the emergence of Trump. His very powerful outsider message, which you know we backed up with actions, words, and deeds, especially um, actions, and so we have a the transfer of power, and we have a, a a true outsider who's come to win an election, not only win the, the the nomination of one of the major political parties, which really has never happened before in, in my lifetime, um, rarely and ever in American history, at least last 150 years or so, and um, and he went out and won the presidency, so. A lot to talk about, a lot to think about, a lot to digest. I would just encourage everybody to enjoy the moment, to to understand this isn't just business as usual. We're in uncharted territory here as Americans. I think what's going to unfold here in the next days, weeks, months, and you know, years will be things that nobody can predict. I think some of those things, unfortunately, will be negative because of the tenor and just the um, – and I'll just say it because, because as – Left-wing ideology has infiltrated the the um, Democrat Party, and as people like the Clintons, uh, like especially Hillary Clinton, people like uh, Obama, uh, you know, are influenced by the concept of of um, leftist political tactics. They um, th- th- these are not in the tradition of, of, of American uh, democratic republicanism. You know, our, our concept is peaceful transfer of power. You have the election. After the election, people come together as much as they can. Now, of course, you're still going to have their differences, but come together as much as they can to work together for the good of the country. And as Americans, the overriding concept that we have a consistent group of ideals and values that we all buy into. So we're all going to work together uh, within the you know the contents of our adversarial system, context of our adversarial system, to for the betterment of the country and have certain loyalties and certain um, respectful dialogue and respectful traditions of, of our opposition and things like that. Well, I think we're looking at a period now where we're embarking on a period where that's going to go more and more by the wayside, sadly. Uh, we're obviously seeing it right now with the reaction to Trump's win and the reaction by these radical leftist groups uh, to his inauguration, um, even celebration. So very concerned about that concept. And Saul, Saul Alinsky tactics, you know, there's a Book, Rules for Radicals, written by Saul Alinsky. It was kind of the Bible, if you will, of the radical anti-war movement back in the 60s. And essentially, you know, without going into all the specifics, the, the Rules for Radicals, as espoused by Saul Alinsky, was taught in the universities and um, 
as, as a practical guide, if you will, to winning political elections and conducting yourself in political discourse. And uh, it's basic, basically based on leftist principles, not based on the principles of our American tradition of working together, working within the context, even though we may dis- we disagree, um, but in the context of an overriding sense of American values. And that's a very negative development, and that's that's where we are now. So it's going to make things really dicey. It's going to make things, um, you know, we're looking at a future that's uh, we really can't. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. It's certainly it's certainly not going to be like it has been in the past in terms of people working together and um, more of a smoother transition of power. I think this uh, transition of power, sadly, is going to be very very rocky, and it just remains to see how it's all going to play out. Now, one thing I would say is I um, definitely want to – I would say to anybody who didn't vote for Trump and anybody who's legitimately <laughs> um, wants what's best for America and what's best for their community and, and their and their country, to give him a chance. And that's one thing that distur- disturbs me greatly, and I think a lot of people who listen to our show are in the same boat that I am um, – is how many people that, that I know personally, especially via the miracle of Facebook, who sadly fell victim to the to the lies, if you will, the misinformation, the disinformation, the slanted fake news of the mainstream media, especially people that are loyal Democrats. And it's hard for me to even digest this. I know it's hard for some of you to digest it, but... Good, decent people, good, decent Americans are scared to death of Trump. I mean, they're, they literally have buying in to this, this garbage about racism, homophobia, xenophobia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which, which by the way, that's Alinsky, uh, that's Alinsky 101, demonize your opponent. Don't have a, um, a logical, rational, passionate discourse on facts and issues uh, and fundamental beliefs. No, you know, the Olinsky tactics, no, don't don't allow your political opponent to be on the same stage with you on the same level. Uh, don't engage them respectfully uh, in, in the marketplace of ideas. No, you've got to demonize your opponent. You want to destroy your opponent. You need total victory. And what I'm seeing is that <laughs> that style of waging political warfare, literally, that's espoused by the left, tactics adopted by the Clintons and I would say by Obama as well, and by certainly by people around President Obama, his political operatives and so forth, advisors, has led to a situation along with the the media, and that's certainly that's the tactics of many in the in the mainstream media now, especially pretty much under forty, the millennial generation, is demonize your opponent. Um, don't even treat the other side with respect, with any modicum of respect. Um, just. Um, Name calling, you know, paint them as as uh, demonize them. There's no other way to put it. And so, sadly, what I see are many people, large number of people, sincere Democrats, sincere Americans, but who loyally follow and watch fake news like CNN, MSNBC, um, are are literally being brainwashed and buying into this uh, fact that Trump is some kind of a monster. Trump is some kind of a, a racist hater. Um, got an email just this morning from some left-wing group. Um, all the all the words, the alphabet of the words, racist, homophobe, xenophobe, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, and once again, this is Zelensky tactics. This is instead of engaging somebody on the ideas, just call you know, resort to name calling and demonization. My my point is, and I'm speaking to, and I know some some of these people that I'm talking about probably listen to our show. Um, just give Trump a chance. If there's somebody, those of you who are legitimately concerned, who have legitimately listened to CNN, and um, and first of all, it's mind-boggling to me that anybody would listen to CNN and believe it. But I have learned through experience, painful experience, there are a significant number of people that real people, good, solid Americans, hardworking Americans that that watch this garbage, believe it. They're loyal listeners, viewers, and and they. Hang on every word that's broadcast on CNN, MSNBC, um, and other parts of the fake mainstream media. My advice to you, my strong you know, request, I'm begging you actually, just give give him a chance. Just try to put aside all this, this, this the sewage and the lies that are coming from the slanted left wing mainstream media. Judge Trump not. Not by what you're hearing on some fake news, but judging by his actions, look and see what he does. Let, let him um, have a chance to fail. Give him an opportunity with an open mind. We're up on our first break, and we'll be right back on today's Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. As we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Talking about the transition of power, and um, that's our general theme, and just kind of sharing thoughts with you about that Um Today, where we have a chance to talk kind of one-on-one here. Before we go further in our program, I want to give share some information about a fun event coming up for a great cause. On February the 2nd, Thursday, February the 2nd, the Grove Counseling Center will present the 2017 Reflections in Art. Did you know that art has been proven to help treat those struggling with mental health problems and substance abuse? Well, by supporting mental health through art, you'll be helping to create an art program for adolescents. The Grove presents and invites you to participate with other Central Floridians and local celebrities in painting with a twist. Thursday, February 2nd, 2017, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Location is 851 Highway 436, Altamont Springs, Suite 1013. It's just $50 per person. Of course, all art materials will be included, and there will be beverages and hors d'oeuvres, of course. You need to pre-register, and please pre-register by January the 23rd, because there is limited seating, of course. You can register at reflection17.eventbrite.com. That's reflections, the number 17, dot eventbrite.com. The 2017 Reflections in Art, presented by the Grove Counseling Center. The Grove, where new starts begin. Also, before I want to, excuse me, 
take a detour, small detour here from talking about the presidential election <coughs> to which, you know, like many of you, I'm literally gratified at the transfer of power, this change in power and this new administration and the true breath of fresh air that somebody coming truly from the outside um, and who has courage, you know, who's, who's got the guts to stand up to the, not only to the establishment, the political establishment, the, the financial establishment, the, um, and I'm not talking, talking just about the Democrats. I'm talking about stand up to the Republican establishment, which I guess doesn't take a whole lot of courage to stand up to them though. But, um, I mean, you blow on them and they fold up like a cheap tent, but at least that's, that's what they do when, when they're proposed by the, by the media and the Democrats. But, um, which, once again, that's one reason Trump Trump is in there, which they completely don't get. Um, but somebody who who's pushing back hard and refusing to participate in political correctness, in fact, cr- confronting it and pushing back hard against it, because in my opinion, this whole wave of this this iron curtain, if you will, of political correctness is is an it's just a new totalitarianism. It, it's an attack, a blatant attack on free speech, and it's something that's literally, I think, more than anything else, more than any other threat that we have, uh, including external threats, including terrorism, the whole concept of political correctness is the biggest threat that we have as a country because it's an attack on, on free speech. And, of course, our country was founded upon free speech, the First Amendment, which, and, and by the way, the proximity, you know, First Amendment, which protects freedom of speech, freedom of religion, Freedom of freedom of religious expression, um, freedom freedom to assemble. Was it the Seventeenth Amendment? Was it the Ninth Amendment? Was it the Seventh Amendment? It was the First Amendment. The very First Amendment, the founders knew that they had to do something to protect people's right to participate, to speak out, to disagree, to to be free men and women, and and and, and to just to. to just to be who they are and say say what they want to say. And oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes what people say, whether it's a political figure, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's the guy next door, whether it's the guy sitting next to you in a bar stool, um, you know, whether it's your next door neighbor, is it something you want to hear? It's, it, or oftentimes it's off color. It, it's it's a turn off. It's vulgar. It's profane. Well, that comes with free speech. That's why we have a First Amendment to protect not just the nice, uh, wonderful. Um, Speech, but to protect all forms of speech, because and in, in, in their infinite, in their incredible wisdom, the founders knew that that's what you need to have. If you're going to have a free society, that's one of the fundamental elements. People have to be able to to express themselves without, you know, I guess being fear or being shouted down by by, by the establishment, basically. Um, but so anyway, but political correctness is a, is a blatant attack on our freedom of speech. It's got enormous other implications. Um, essentially, the truth ultimately is completely lost, and we're beginning to even see that now. We we certainly see it with the fake news of CNN, MSNBC, the mainstream media, um, New York Times. You go on and on and on. Uh, where you know a lot of us, what is reported as news, what's being reported, it's not fact at all. Uh, at best, it's wishful thinking by those reporting it. In fact, in a kind of a an ironic twist, which I frankly think is absolutely hilarious. And I was saying this almost, maybe not quite a lone voice in the wilderness, but I know I had many, many, many conversations with friends 
back during the election, back especially when the media was reporting that Hillary Clinton was ahead by over 10 points, that she was a shoe in to win, you're reporting such uh, you know falsehoods as Trump had, quote, no path to victory, um, quote, there was no way for Trump to win, quote, which apparently Paul Ryan bought into. Um, I, I knew, I just knew instinctively and from my own experiences in the political arena, this was not true. This this was propaganda being disguised as presented as news by the mainstream media, um, primarily to discourage people from not only showing up and voting for Trump, and I'm sure they 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 succeeded you know big time in doing that. I'm sure they cost Trump millions of votes, literally, based on conversations I had with people. But even more importantly, they um they wanted to discourage people from getting out and working. And, 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 you know, wearing that Trump banner and from telling all their friends and neighbors and getting people at their church or their civic group or their neighborhood uh, to go and vote for Trump. That's that was the whole point of it. Now, ironically, <laughs> apparently the Clinton administration, I mean, I mean, the Clinton campaign, Hillary Clinton herself, her top aides, advisors, et cetera, political operatives apparently bought into it. <laughs> They're sitting there watching the fake news, the propaganda by CNN, et cetera. That was talking about how she was invincible. There's no way she could lose. There's no way Trump could win. You know, Clinton's ahead by ten points. Uh, there's no path to victory for Trump. And apparently, the Clinton campaign bought it. <laughs> so instead of going out there doing their own research, doing their own polling, uh, working hard, you know, not paying attention to being distracted by any of this uh, uh, positive uh, propaganda or negative propaganda, doing what they should have been doing, they sat there watching CNN and and drank the Kool Aid, and and it led to their demise, which I think is is absolutely hilarious. But that's not even the point I'm making is that the point I'm making is that political correctness is this is all part of political correctness. We literally now have news organizations, major news organizations in the country that have gone way, 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 way beyond just the little liberal slant, um, the little liberal framing um, that you know, we have all, you know, uh, we're subjected to or we, that was just the way it was done through all our lives. Um to the point where no, they're they're fabricating news. News facts are being changed now. Video clips are being edited uh, to to um, help advance their their liberal point of view, or, or or to 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 help certain candidates and and to hurt certain candidates, uh, aka Trump. And we we we've really gone over a barrier I thought we never would, and and it's all part of the whole this whole political correctness phenomenon. And um, but anyway, my point is one of the many reasons I'm excited about Trump, but really I think the biggest one is that Trump had the courage to stand up to it, not participate in it, not play nice with the media, but to take on the mainstream media, which it, which is huge and incredibly powerful. Take them on, look them in the eye, push back against them, you know, go on the counterattack, not be bullied, not be pushed around. And not allow himself and his his agenda and his ideas and his supporters to to be bullied and cowed by the fake news, the political correctness of the mainstream media. And I think that's something, a quality that Trump has that, and it's something that he's brought into the political arena that cannot be over overestimated. And for me personally, that's why I'm certainly so excited about him. Um, feel so strongly about supporting him and feel so optimistic. Um, even though I know there are going to be challenges like we've ever, we've never seen before, especially from the detractors, um, but I'm excited about um, what this means for the country. 
Now, and I just, before we leave that topic, I will just say briefly, you know, and this is what's incredibly disturbing to me as an American, but also as an American who literally went to journalism school, um, got a degree from one of the top journalism schools in the country. I have literally witnessed uh, the the mainstream media go from a, actually a source of actual factual news, <laughs> you know, the days of Walter Cronkite. Yeah, maybe it was a slanted a little bit, you know, kind of came from a liberal perspective, came from a New York perspective, insider perspective, but still the journalists of that era literally tried to put their biases aside. They literally essentially, for the most part, wanted to objectively report the facts. CBS News objectively wanted to report the facts. I think there may have been, you know, and I didn't read the New York Times back in those days, but but even what we know as the mainstream media now, early in my lifetime, all the way up to at least I got into college, um, we're, we're really about reporting the facts, had certain journalistic standards, uh, their ideal, their goal, uh, their professional ideal, how they judge themselves, was to present objective uh, facts objectively, report the, report stories objectual, objectively and, and, and facts. And that's what I was taught in journalism school at the University of Florida, um, even though it was pretty obvious that most of the professors were, quote, liberal, uh, but they weren't leftists. <laughs> they weren't Alinskyites. They weren't communists. Yeah, they were on the left side of the spectrum, and, you know, I'm on the right side of it. But but they weren't fabricating news. They weren't teaching you to fabricate news. They weren't teaching you to get out there and just do a blog, if you will. You use a use a news pages, um, you know, for your own personal screed. Um, and that's one of the most disturbing things that's happened in our country. To me, is the fact that the mainstream media has gone from an a legitimate, you know, um, credible source to what we have now, which is is, is fake news, lies, and and, and left just propaganda. We'll take another break. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back. Great to be with you today. Certainly, as we've talked about many times, I almost hesitate to mention it because it's, we mention it so much, but in a way you can't overemphasize it. We live in truly historic times, and today is an historic day in, in um, American history, literally. As we watch a presidential campaign, which you know, was not only exciting because you had two, I would say, completely different visions of the country, what the country is and what it should be, where it should go. Um, you know the Hillary Clinton left wing vision, the Trump uh, from the right vision, or from or from the constitutional vision, if you will, um, and they collided, and you, and you know that's always going to be exciting and interesting. And then, but the whole dynamic of the Trump personality, this whole out true outsider status that he has, you know, attack not only waging a campaign against his political opponent, um, you know, in the political arena, not only. You're waging a campaign against the the Democrat nominee Hillary Clinton, who, by the way, uh, well, anyway, won't even go there. But um, but Trump also taking on the entrenched corporate media, the, the liberal media, taking on the Republican establishment, Republican Party establishment, even the the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, saying Trump had no chance to win. He was already planning 
to deal with with the Hillary Clinton administration, um, taking on the uh, the money elites, special interests, taking on the left wing elites, taking on Wall Street. It's just absolutely fascinating, amazing, and 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 uh, you know, from my perspective, there's absolutely no way that 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 you cannot respect Trump and 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 give him incredible credit, for, not only for having the guts to take on all this entrenched power, but having the ability to pull it off. That's the amazing thing. I mean, outsiders come along, uh, you know, you know, on a kind of a regular basis. They, they never get anywhere. They, they never, or, or they might have make a, a blip on the screen. Trump comes along, turns the whole thing upside down. Um, now, before we go further, I do want to mention a personal note and, you know, as as excited and as optimistic as I am about Trump coming into office and the potential Trump presidency, I am disappointed to the point of being crushed and, and just want to share with you my personal disappointment that John Micah, our congressman John Micah, was defeated, will not be going back to Washington. And what I want to talk about more is from a personal standpoint than, than a political standpoint. Of course, you know, we know the dynamics, George Soros, the ultimate leftist, uh, in, in in the country, financed his left wing opponent and targeted Micah and successfully was able to take him out. But the the point with me is that that I want to share is just a few things about the personal John Micah that I know and I know him very well. In fact, um, the, his loyalty, his 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 fundamental makeup, his fundamental constitution to help others, especially to mentor and to help guide, develop, give a helping hand to others coming along, especially in the political process. I was one of those people that as a young fledgling candidate for office back in 1988, coming from the outside, not part of the party establishment. And I learned very quickly that wasn't quote, the thing to do. That was, wasn't, uh, <laughs> you weren't going to win too many friends in, Republic, you know, in, in powerful circles doing it that way. That's for sure, <laughs> to say the least. But even at, the, at that early stage, John Micah, who was in Congress at that point, but was was a, a very uh, major player, if you will, very influential person in the community, in the political arena, and in the Republican Party, um, took a personal interest in me uh, to the extreme. Was 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 went out of his way to help me with advice, with direction, even uh, with lead, with um, you know direction and you know pe- helping me meet people. Um, just really um, was a, was a true mentor, and and not only just a mentor, but somebody somebody who more than anything else offered hope and encouragement to somebody that needed hope and encouragement. And I saw him do that time and time again. And it was, I think, based on just an, an, an internal instinct that he had to, to to try to help people that needed help, to try to help to see potential in people, and to which is a very <laughs> rare commodity in politics, especially. It's a rare commodity anywhere. In politics, it's exactly the opposite. In fact, there's a saying in the Republican Party, um, which I found to be incredibly accurate, is the Republicans eat their own. And it's like, what that essentially means is, yeah, somebody coming from the outside, especially a younger person coming from the outside who's got potential and energy and ideas and, um, you know, might have a potential future in the, in the, in the party or in the political arena. Those are the ones that you've got to kill off, like, right now. <laughs> they have to be destroyed immediately because it's all about entrenched power. Uh, kind of what Trump had to deal with. Um, but anyway, that's the dynamic that he dealt with on a macro level right out in front of everybody to see is what many of us uh, have, have had to deal with, um, you know, um, 
in our own little little tiny segment here at locally. But my point is that's not the way John Micah was wired. Micah was there to help everybody. Micah was there to to help recognize, give a helping hand to to anybody um, in the arena, anybody who was out there trying to help make their community better, help make the Republican Party better, help make the country better. And it wasn't just words, but words are important. It was actions, it was deeds, it was extending himself to be a friend, and that's something that you know, no, you know, nobody would ever see. Um, and but it's something I, I did feel c- compelled to share. I was um, it's great honor to to be a consultant on his very first campaign in 1992. We defeated uh, two better known candidates, and actually uh, there was one candidate that was uh, pretty much the the favorite, and everybody assumed was going to win. It was it was an, an upset and a phenomenal campaign, and um, can't tell you how much I learned. <laughs> Just, just by being a fight on the wall in, in that campaign, being a, a tiny, minor, minuscule part of it. Um, but it's it just, I just want to share this personal thought with you. It is, and then in an era for me, I mean, you know, Micah accomplished tremendous things in Washington, of course. Um, but personally, it's, 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 just, it's just kind of tough to see, you know, what seems like so not too many years ago. I know 1992 is, is a long time ago, but it doesn't seem like that long. In fact, it seems like last campaign cycle. And to think that here I was, um, you know, saw Micah get elected, you know, was kind of a part of that effort, tiny part of it, um, the excitement of it, and to think now that, you know, here we are, he's leaving office. Um, and um, But I did want to share with you a few uh, personal thoughts, because that's a John Micah that, that yeah, really nobody would see, um, unless you knew him personally. Nobody would see that unless you were... Um, had that personal experience, certainly not something he would ever talk about or promote. Um, but it's, it's part of the man, the character of the man. And of course he'll continue to, to support America, support the country, support the party and our community. But, um, and, and he'll of course be fine. But, you know, per, for me personally, it's, it's a, it's with a tremendous sense of loss and regret that, that I see that Micah, you know, you know not be returning to Congress and, and, um, that his congressional career is, is now come to an end. Um, also want to mention, and this is completely off the subject, but that it was great to see Tim Raines, Sanford's own Tim Raines, be inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, Cooperstown. Uh, a special thrill. I actually played against Tim Raines in American Legion Ball, once again, back in the summer of 1976, which, once again, does not se- seems like last summer, <laughs> longer than last summer, but um, at the old Sanford Memorial Stadium. And... Um, so anyway, it, obviously from that point, having the personal interest, I remember his days as, along with his brother Ned as outstanding running backs for Sanford Seminole High School. And in fact, um, at one point it looked like his base, his, he was better, he was more known for his football uh, than he was for baseball. But you know, having that personal connection, following him through the sports pages, followed his career, and it was um, it, it was just a real thrill to wake up, read the paper, and see that our own Tim Raines. Um, had been inducted, and I'd say very deservedly so, into the, the Baseball Hall of Fame. And congratulations to Tim Raines. And I know that um, not only brings joy to him and his family, and but also brings a, a smile to the face of many of us here throughout Central Florida. And um, in our final minute, I want to remind you, and I want to let you know about talking about memories, talking about reflecting, uh, you know, just the historical nature of our program. Gives me a chance to share with you once again about our friend Vito Fira and network sound and video. If you have any kind of memories, and I'm talking about weddings, historical documents, family photos, 
anything that you want to preserve, a film of, of high school football or of sporting events, uh, Little League, uh, you know, it, anything, memories that you have on any kind of media, if it needs to be restored, and I know a lot of people have, it does need to be restored because I was in the same boat myself, the place to take it, there's only one place to take it, and there are not that many places to take it, but the one that I would recommend is Vito Fira Network Sound and Video. Vito can take anything that you have and restore it, whether it's film, VHS, camcorder tapes. He can convert that all to DVD and digital, and you can have a up, modern, up-to-date ability to, to watch it. Because, you know, and I know firsthand about the situation, many of us have wonderful memories, things that we want to preserve that are on outdated uh, technology. Uh, VHS tapes. Maybe eight track tapes, um, eight millimeter film, sixteen millimeter film, uh, you know, other video, other videotape that's outdated, um, and we wonder what can we do with this? You can't even use it anymore. In some cases, it's not even in good condition. Well, the first thing that you need to do is contact Vito Fira at Network Sound and Video. They're very easy to find. You can find them at NetworkSoundandVideo.com, or you can visit them in person. And they're located right here in Longwood on Ronald Reagan Boulevard, over in the Big Tree Office Park area. Network Sound and Video, they provide restoration services. They restore film, VHS, and all camcorder tapes to DVD and digital. They can restore record albums, reels, and cassettes to CD and digital. And they can also scan photos and slides and create DVD videos for every occasion. And and don't worry if you're if you feel your outdated media is damaged or are corroded. They, Vito and Network Sound Videos had, has had great success in restoring and uh, and helping uh, restoring damaged uh, media. It's Network Sound and Video. You can find them at NetworkSoundandVideo.com. Of course, Vito is a frequent guest in our program, and he'll be coming back again soon. And as we close, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFedOrlando.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, go to Best Chiropractor for now five years in a row. We'll be right back after our next break. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. It's great to be with you. It's always great to speak to you about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And I want to thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And of course, we address those issues from a perspective that honors America's Founding traditions of God, family, and country honors the the principles and the fundamentals set down in our Constitution and in the Declaration of Independence, the founding of the country, our founding documents, and our founding institutions. Of course, this is a, a monumental week in American history. Literally, we are having a, a change of administrations, which within itself is something that's truly revolutionary in human history and, and governmental history. And I think not enough is, is usually paid to that, really, 
the peaceful transition of power, actually a, a precedent that was put into place by George Washington when he chose to step aside from the most powerful position in the country and voluntarily leave power and go back to Mount Vernon, to his home and his farm in Mount Vernon. It's a, just a, a monumental moment in American history. I a lot of times I kind of try to shy away from talking about, wow, this is what a, what a historical moment, because a lot of times that's very much overblown and there's a lot of hyperbole with that. But this is truly a monumental moment in the history of the country. Not only, um, you know, the differences in the, in the, in the perspective, the values, the visions of the country between the current president, Barack Obama, and the incoming president elect, Donald Trump, but just the way that Trump ran his campaign, the fact that he was a true, true outsider, um, Certainly the likes that's never happened in my lifetime, and you might have to go all the way back to Andrew Jackson to find anything that was even remotely close to um, you know, just the dynamics of, the, of this particular race. But um, we'll talk about that a little bit more in our program. We're all excited about it. Personally, I think it's a, a, an incredibly positive moment in American history, uh, but at the same time, there's many detractors, and there are many detractors that, don't, that seem to have no, uh, um, no end in sight into their, their obstructionism, and, and they're not accepting even the legitimacy of the election. Uh, which makes for very exciting times and uh, very interesting times. Right now, we're very pleased to join a special guest on our program. Actually, the man who cre- since created WBCW, 1520 WBCW, as a Popka's hometown radio station, also the general manager of all four radio stations here in the Salem Media Group cluster in Central Florida, General Manager Bill Files. Bill, thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Roger. Thanks for having me, and, you, and you, thank you for your very kind words about you exaggerate my involvement in WBCW. I mean, um, we we came up with the idea together. Uh, uh, actually, our chief engineer came up with the idea, and then we expanded on it, and we found Roger, and, and look what a wonderful thing we put together. So I can't take credit for that, but thank you for, for being so kind. Well, no, it was your idea, and, and you put it into motion, and you know, things like this are, are, are not easy. They're difficult. So mm-hmm. uh, I want to make sure that you, you certainly get proper credit. Of course, it's a team effort, of course, and you know, Lou Mueller was, was yeah, instrumental as well. But I know that there's... Um, a, a very interesting concept, an interesting marketing concept that can be utilized by private Christian schools. And of course, we as Salem Medium Group and as a, as a country, as, as a company, a national company, are very supportive of the Christian community in general, especially private Christian schools. And I wanted to invite you on today to, to talk about that concept and, and share it with our listeners, because I think a lot of them um, just, you know, it, it might be relevant to, to many of our listeners. Well, thanks. Uh, it, it is. I, I think, um, you know, we have been so fortunate over the past really almost six years now of uh, uh, utilizing uh, this or implementing, I should say, this program called Half Price Tuition. And it all started uh, back uh, before the election, speaking of elections, of uh, 2012 when there was so much uncertainty in the economy. We noticed that all of these Christian schools that we had been working with for years were were not advertising as much as they used to. So we went and talked to them and found out that they were uh, holding off because of the economy, that their budgets have been cut or completely taken away. And that's not good for an institution that gets its new students from advertising. So uh, that was very disconcerting. And then we spoke with parents who could afford to send their kids to um, private Christian school, and we found out that they, too, were on the fence and kind of waiting to see what happened with the election. Um, So nothing was happening. The parents weren't buying. The schools weren't selling. And frankly, the radio stations weren't getting any advertising dollars, so that got my attention. And and so we came up with this idea of uh, what we call half-price tuition. And so we go to a school like Apopka Christian Academy or Altamont Christian School or the Geneva School, and we buy 
of five or six tuitions from them. And let's say we buy five, and let's say for the sake of discussion that they're each $10,000 a piece. Um, that's five times 10 is $50,000 in tuitions, right? So we buy those from the school, and we pay full price for them, but we pay them with credit to advertise on the radio. And then they uh, take the, we take those tuitions, and we sell them to new students, to parents with, with students that haven't been to the school before. We sell them to them at half price one time. So uh, over the course of the past uh, six years, we've put 175 uh, kids into a Christian environment through this program. And uh, it's a great program because the parents win. They get the first year of tuition for their child in private Christian school at half price. The school gets a new student who hopefully will attend year after year. It's a lot of return on investment for the school. And, And the radio station gets some advertising dollars, only half of what we normally get, but at least it gets things going again. So it's been so successful. We've got uh, 25 or 30 schools we work with. If you're interested in taking a look at the schools that we work with with half-price tuition, you can go to AmazingRadioDeals.com. It's AmazingRadioDeals.com, and that's a special website we set up for all of our half-price deals. But the tuitions are really close to my heart because it was the first thing we did. Uh, We've moved on from half-price tuitions, as you know, Roger, to um, half-price roofing vouchers, half-price flooring vouchers, um, implant dent, dent, dentistry uh, implants, um, um, all sorts of different things that are very air conditioning. I left out a huge one there, uh, half priced air conditioning. So it's really uh, been a terrific program. And I think now is a good time to mention also, because uh, many of our listeners are aware, but some of them, I know a lot of them might not be as well, is that Salem Media Group, the parent company of FM 105, uh, the 0.5 The Answer, and uh, AM 660 The Answer, yeah. and AM 1520 WBCW is parent company of also FM 94.9 WTLN and AM 950 WTLN, which is Central Florida's original Christian radio station, mm-hmm. uh, started around the mid-60s and still still going strong. So we have a, a strong, our company has a strong commitment to supporting and, uh, and promoting the, the Christian community in Central Florida. Well, Salem, Salem Media Group is now the um, largest uh, broadcaster of Christian content in the country. And... Um, probably very close to being the largest in the world. It's a global company now, and um, we're very proud of, to be part of that. And really, that's um, the underlying mission for the whole half-price tuition program. We've got parents that are very frustrated with public schools. With They're frustrated with the, the lack of choice that they have. They're very frustrated with Common Core. And so um, their opportunity is to be able to get their student into a private Christian school at half-price for the first year, Check it out. I, I can't. I, I can tell you that the the retention rate of these schools is something like ninety nine percent. You know, people only don't go back when they move away. It's it's uh, because the schools are so good that we work with, and uh, these are serious parents who want their kids to have that Christian environment when they go to school. Such a huge difference from public school. And then also, while you're joining us, Bill, and we're joined, please be joined by General Manager Bill Files of our Salem Media Group Orlando. The role that. Specifically, FM 105.5, The Answer, and AM 660, The Answer, play in the political discussion of the country. Because I think I would compare it, actually, to um, kind of the dynamics of the presidential election. And what I mean by that, it's it, you'll hear independent voices. You'll hear things um, you know, from a political commentary and, and insightful political um, information from a perspective you won't get on, on any other station in the market. There's a reason for that, is that most of the station's... 95%, if not more, 
in, in this market, and that's pretty much true around the country, are owned by huge con- media conglomerates. Um, you know, a lot of what you hear is, is the same. A lot of the national syndicated things is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the shows like Mike Gallagher and um, you know Dennis Prager um, that that we have on FM 105.5, The Answer, and AM 660, The Answer, give a different voice. And I think it's a voice that um, that people are of, of traditional American values, of constitutional values that that really you're not going to find pretty much anywhere in the market. Yeah, I think um, you know a couple of different things. Um, uh, AM six sixty, the answer, um, and now of course one hundred five point five FM, the answer. Um, very, uh, it's conservative, but it's very thoughtful conservative radio, um, offering up both sides. I would I would say fair and balanced, but somebody already has that um, slogan. Um, very um, very thoughtful approach to conservative uh, news talk, and uh, you know. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about about having a program on that was did not agree with my views personally, and certainly not overall the uh, the views, the conservative views that we have on on WRL, um, the answer. Um, but you know, we're willing to put that on because we're willing to hear the other side. We're willing we're willing to have that conversation, and I think it's very important um, for conservatives and for uh, people that aren't conservative to think about. Um, when you see the the way that the left uh, talks or or acts when they when they get into issues, they don't want to have a conversation. They want to end the conversation. So they want to end the conversation with, if you don't agree with us, then you're a hater, or you know you're racist, or you're homophobic, or whatever, and or you you're in that basket of deplorables. And you know we want to have the conversation. Both sides, you know, um, represented in in a positive way. That's what's going to really change America. And I think that's what's going to happen now uh, with this new uh, administration. At least that's what my prayers are. Certainly excited and optimistic. And, uh, and, and Bill, thank you for joining us. Before you go, can you tell people how, once again, how they can, can reach, reach you or you know, to talk about half-price um, half tuition? The best way to go is to go to AmazingRadioDeals.com. And when you go to AmazingRadioDeals.com, there's a phone number there. The, the number that you find on that website is my phone on my desk. I'm the only one that talks to people about the half-price deals, so you always know you're going to get the straight story. AmazingRadioDeals.com. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Thanks for sharing some great information, and uh, thank you for all the the great work and the great opportunity that you've provided uh, for great great programming uh, for various listeners throughout Central Florida. Thank you, Roger. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.